listening. Thanks for not throwing anything. You know, we talked last night. Again, our purpose for meeting for these sessions is just to learn more how to pray. And all I can give you is just the little tidbits that God has taught me from His Word. And we're going to have in about uh, 30 minutes or so time for us to break into smaller groups and just discuss some of these things. But you feel free, please feel free at any time today to, uh, to grab me or say, hey, Chip, I think you're, you're, uh, you're off here. I think this is a good point. Or have you thought about this? Because we can teach each other. But one of the things I want to talk about today, I, I have spoken on this before at Eltham, I think a couple of years back in an evening service. And I debated about whether to bring it up again today. But I don't think we can we can't study prayer unless we understand what it means to pray in Jesus' name. And I think there's a lot of misunderstanding of what it means to pray in Jesus' name. John 14, verses 13 and 14, Jesus says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. John 16, 23 through 26, in that day you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth. My Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly, uh, tell, uh, will tell you plainly, took my watch off, but about my Father. In that day, you will ask in my name. I'm not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Okay, so we have an incredible promise, don't we? This is an outrageous promise. Whatever we ask for in Jesus' name, we're going to get. Right? That's just astounding promise. But that presents us with an incredible problem. How many of us have ever asked for something in Jesus' name and not gotten it? None. None. That's the answer. But how many times, and, and that is the correct answer, how many times have you asked for something in Jesus' name and not gotten it? And the answer for that is none. But let me ask you this. How many times have you ever closed your prayer with the words in Jesus' name and you did not receive what you prayed for? Yeah? And that's where we're going. That's, that's, that's the difference. And a lot of the folks don't understand that. So why don't we always get our prayers answered if we're praying in Jesus' name? And that's the question. Are we really praying in Jesus' name? Because Jesus said, if, and again, it's just, this is mind-blowing. Uh, last night, somebody we were talking about, somebody said, well, I want to have confidence in my praying. I want to have confidence in my praying. I want to know that what I pray for, I am going to get. Now, sometimes I don't always know that, but Jesus clearly said, if you ask me for anything in my name, you'll get it. And yet we have Christians left and right, including me, 
Lord Jesus, can I have this in Jesus' name? And we don't get it. So why don't we get our prayers answered? Could it be that we need to more fully understand what it means to pray in Jesus' name? And of course, that's the answer. Now, note, I do realize that we may have to pray for many years before God answers some prayers. You know, God's not the genie in the bottle. What I'm talking today is when our prayers are definitely not answered, like, oh, God, in Jesus' name, please don't let the cat die. And the next day, the cat dies. I was going to a conference once, and uh, we were picking up about four people on the way. And one day, a lady got in the car, and I said, how you doing? She said, oh, I'm not doing very well at all. My bird's dying. My bird's dying. Would you pray in Jesus' name that my bird won't die? I've been praying all day long in Jesus' name that the bird won't die. She got in the car the next morning. I said, how's the bird? She said, he's dead. And she said, I don't know what happened. I prayed in Jesus' name that the bird wouldn't die. What's the problem? I remember a good friend of mine, my friend actually who died in a, my best friend died in a wreck about three years ago. He was, he was killed by some guy who was driving high on synthetic marijuana. But anyway, one day he said to me, he said, you know, Chip, I'm not sure that, that verse is true anymore because I've been asking for something in Jesus' name and it just hasn't happened. So what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? All right, in Jesus' name, amen. Many of us, if not most of us, we close our prayers with something like this. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, my nephew's got it down to actually about two words. He goes, in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Why do we say that? Why do we say in Jesus' name at the end of our prayers? Well, doesn't the Bible tell us to? It honors Jesus. It gives us more clout with God. We come to the Father through Jesus when we pray. It's Sort of like the spiritual pin number we enter to complete the transaction. You know, it's like, it's like clicking the send button. Jesus' name, amen. To many Christians saying in Jesus' name at the end of our prayers is sort of like having an appendix. We know it's there. We're just not sure what it does. Could it be that when we pray closing with the phrase in Jesus' name, that it's likely the most thoughtless part of our prayer? I mean, it's, we just go on automatic, right? In Jesus' name, amen. Well, could it be that praying in Jesus' name should actually be the most important part of our prayer? If Jesus said, you, you, I'll give you anything you ask for in my name, could it be? that we need to focus a lot more on what that means, praying in Jesus' name. Could it be that we should give more attention to praying in Jesus' name than anything else we do when we pray? Could it be that instead of ending our prayers with a quick little tag on in Jesus' name, we may need to begin our prayers with a very sober, prayerful, and contemplative in Jesus' name foundation? And could it be that before we even begin to pray a prayer, we need to figure out whether we can actually pray that prayer in Jesus' name or not so that we can pray it in faith. I have people ask me, Chip, can you, can you just join with me in Jesus' name and pray for this? And I'll say, I'm happy to join with you and pray for this. But quite honestly, I don't know if I can pray in Jesus' name for this. Because Jesus said, if I ask anything in his name, you're going to get it. So I'm going to make sure or at least do the best I can 
to make sure that if I'm going to pray with you in Jesus' name, that I know what I'm doing and I'm praying right now. I'll pray with you. Lord Jesus, would you give us a good day? Era prayers, you know, I'm not going to sit around. If you fall over and break your leg and you've got blood squirting out, I'm not going to say, give me a break here. Let, let me take a couple hours here and figure out how to pray for you in Jesus' name. But, you know, we pray, Lord God, help Jesus, heal him. Lord, do something here. But I'm talking about, you know, those prayers where we just have time. You know what I'm saying here. We're praying in Jesus' name in the gospel and Acts. The disciples who walked with Jesus in the first century followers of Christ in the book of Acts, they knew very well that Jesus had taught them to pray in his name. I mean, they walked with Jesus. Jesus told them, look, just ask. If you ask me for anything in my name, I'll give it to you. And yet, it is significant to note that none of the prayers in the book of Acts or anywhere else in the Bible are closed with the words in Jesus' name. Sorry? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. But such as I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus. Stand up and walk. Again, very significant. And what was he saying? Why did he say that? Well, it appears that they did not understand praying in Jesus' name to simply mean closing the prayers with the phrase in Jesus' name. So could it be that just because we close our prayers with the phrase in Jesus' name, it does not necessarily mean we've prayed in Jesus' name. And again, you know, the, my issue here is not that, you know, everybody's just got to quit saying in Jesus' name at the end of your prayers. You may, you may not. Well, my, my thing here is we got to, when we pray, we need to pray with our scriptural brains and gear. Again, 2 Timothy 2.15, be careful to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And what does the Bible say? Well, the Bible says, if you ask anything in my name, you'll get it. So what does that mean? And how do we act on that? So, let me just say this one more time. Just because, just because we close a prayer by saying, okay, look, we're, I'm going to pray in Jesus' name, amen. That does not mean we've prayed in Jesus' name. Just because we add that little tag on, in Jesus' name, amen, does not mean we've prayed in Jesus' name. On the other hand, it might very well have been a prayer prayed in Jesus' name. But if it was, it was because we closed our prayer with the correct formula. It, 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 it's not because we closed it with the correct formula, or because we, but because we prayed understanding what it means to pray in Jesus' name. I just messed it up. Here, here, you're getting the point, right? Now, what we have to do, and this is going to be a real, for me, this has been a major paradigm shift. Because for so long, we've been, you know, everything we just close in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In David's name, amen. You know, before I, before I go to David's name, amen. I really struggle with some prayer meetings. Maybe I'm just super unspiritual. That's probably the truth. But maybe not. 
But I have a real issue, and I try not to be judgmental, but I have such a hard time so many times going into prayer meetings, and we say, okay, we got so much to pray for tonight. Let's, uh, so-and-so, you come up, and you talk, and you go, you know, they talk for five minutes, and they get do-do-do-do-do, that you give your little laundry list of prayers, and they say, okay, you take this portion, you take this portion, you take this portion, and we pray. So we all sit around, and we pray for this, 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 and this, and we all close our prayers in Jesus' name. And when you walk out of the meeting, I said, do you think Jesus is going to answer what you prayed? Now, if you'd ask me that, I'd say, what part? Well, you know, what? when you were praying for such and such, what did you pray? I'm not really sure. I don't really remember, but I asked Jesus to, you know, bless the missionaries in Jesus' name or whatever. And not only do we not know what we prayed for, we certainly didn't pray for it with the faith that Jesus was going to answer it, right? So, I wonder if it wouldn't make a lot more sense rather than getting, okay, we're going to have a 30-minute prayer meeting, and we're going to pray for 15 things. How about if we have a prayer 30-minute prayer meeting, and we pray for one thing, but instead of praying for that one thing the whole time, we spend the first half of the time or more trying to figure out if we can pray for this thing in Jesus' name or how we can pray for it in Jesus' name. And then when we walk out, we go, yeah, I know. Is God going to answer that prayer? I know God's going to answer that prayer. How do you know? Because he said, if I ask anything in his name, he's going to answer it. You know, like Ollie said, Jesus, either that or he's, you know, he wasn't telling the truth. And we know he was telling the truth. So I'm thinking that instead of praying for 10 things over 30 minutes, let's pray for one thing over 30 minutes. But maybe we need to spend the first 20 minutes of that 30 minutes seeking the scriptures or listening to the Lord to know, God, how can I pray for this thing in Jesus' name? How can I pray for this thing, Lord, to know that when I'm done, you will answer this thing? And we may not even know at that point. It may take a while. You, you see where I'm going with this? Because when we pray, we want to pray with confidence. So what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? Well, in David's name, amen. In 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 4 through 9. David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep. So David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel and go to Nabal and greet him in my name. And thus you shall greet him. Peace be to you, and peace be to your house, and peace be to all that you have. I hear that you have shearers. Now your shepherds have been with us, and we did them no harm, and they missed nothing all the time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men. See, of course, David was running from, from Saul, and he'd been out in the wilderness, and uh, Nabal's men had been out in the wilderness, and David had kind of been hanging out with them, and David was taking care of them, and nobody was attacking Nabal's men as David were around. So David said, hey, we, we need some supplies, so let's just go ask Nabal for that. Ask your young men, he said to Nabal. Ask your young men, and they'll tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a feast day. Please give whatever you have at hand to your servants and to your son David, because they needed supplies. So David sent his men and said, hey, Nabal, it's a feast day. We've been taking care of your guys, your sheep. Hey, if you got some extra stuff on hand, can we have it? When David's young men came, they said all of this to Nabal in the name of David. And then they waited. So they went up to Nabal and they said, Nabal, uh, 
David sent us, and we need some supplies, and David said we need this, 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 and this, and would you give us these things, and we, we come to you in the name of David, amen. David's ten young men went to Nabal and asked him for exactly what David told them to ask for. Nothing more, nothing less. And in doing so, they asked in David's name. So then, I believe, and we can discuss this, but I believe the Scripture teaches when we pray in Jesus' name, are we to go to the Father and simply ask for what Jesus sent to us to ask for? And, and tell me if you think I'm wrong on this one. I could be off base. But here's what I think it means to pray in Jesus' name. It, it's to pray according to the will of God. See, if I find out, and there are ways to do that. We have to seek the Scriptures, and we're going to look at some of that. But to pray in Jesus' name, again, is not just to add those little words in Jesus' name. When we pray in Jesus' name, we are going to the Father, and we are saying, Father... I ask you for this, 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 whatever it might be. And, Father, I'm only here for one reason. Jesus sent me. It is written in your word. This is your will. You cannot deny your son. You cannot deny your word. You cannot deny your will. And if we go to the Father... Praying according to the will of God, praying in the name of Jesus, praying for what Jesus sent us for, we will get it. Because God cannot deny His Word, He cannot deny His Son, He cannot deny His own will. Therefore, my encouragement and my paradigm shift is to, again, you can say the words if you want to, but let's understand what we're doing. I, you know, I've, I've quit just for my own thinking. I've quit saying in Jesus' name and a lot. I mean, you know, why do we do that? Well, because we, we're not like those old liberals who don't pray in Jesus' name, you know. They just say amen. We say in Jesus' name amen. We're evangelicals. Had a lady one time come up to me. I was praying and Ended my prayer with an amen, and she came, got right in my face. She said, brother, you're just not praying scripturally. Have you gone liberal? I said, well, no, I haven't gone. Why? She said, you didn't pray in Jesus' name. And I said, well, maybe you don't understand what that means. Well, I do. It means you got to close those prayers in Jesus' name, because then that separates us from those, you know, crazy unbelievers out there. Again, it's the... It's the paradigm shift. So, praying in Jesus' name is praying according to the will of God. Where, what do you think so far? Um, you, does this sound like it's on base? Yeah, Michael. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 It is, and you're being very kind towards Americans here. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're, you, you didn't say, you know, you know that idiot Trump. He'll tell. You, <laughs> but thank, thank you. But did you hear what he said? Yeah, it, it very much is. And what are we? We're ambassadors of Christ. And what does an ambassador do? The ambassador represents the president, represents the government of the United States. The ambassador is not going to go up and just say, hey, by the way, I want such and such. Why do you want it? I don't know. I just kind of feel like it today. No, an ambassador goes with what that ambassador, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. You got that? Yeah. I'm going to add that to my slides next time. Right? <laughs> yeah. And that, that would make, for me, that makes a huge difference in the way I pray. You know, last night we, we talked about slowing down and what happened. What would happen if we, instead of just... Brother, would you pray for, would you pray for my, my, my daughter who is in some trouble? Lord Jesus, I pray for my brother here. I pray for his daughter who's in trouble. Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to enter in there, Lord Jesus, and do whatever needs to be done, Jesus. And Lord, we come to you in Jesus' name and just ask you to be with her. And, and God, help her. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. What have we done? Really nothing. We just kind of babbled. And that's religious, but there's not much to it. You know. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's also to make us feel better, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I had a, I had a guy one time who, whose son had just killed himself and uh, just shot himself in the head. And I, I went up to visit this man, and all I did was sit and rock with him for about 20 minutes, and I had no clue what to say. What do you say to a man whose son just shot himself in the head? So I just sat there, and I rocked with him and rocked with him. And after about 20 minutes, and I was a young man, I didn't know what to say, still wouldn't know what to say. But after 20 minutes, I just stood up and said, hey, I'm sorry. I have no idea what to say. I'll see you later. And when I went back to see him after his, son was, his son's body was buried. He told me, he said, Chip, you were the third preacher who came to see me that morning. The first one came and told me my son was in a better place, and da-da-da-da-da, and he said, now my son was, you know, he was on a slab in the morgue, and after he made himself feel good enough, he left, and the next guy came, and after he said, you know, he prayed this little wimpy prayer, and he left, and I was glad to see him go. He said, then you came up, and you didn't say anything. Sometimes the best thing to do is say nothing unless we know what Jesus wants us to say. But again, as ambassadors, as being sent by the Father, I mean being sent by the Son to the Father, and that's an excellent, excellent, excellent point, Michael. You, you here, let me give you, you <laughs> I'll sit down. Yeah. He is all knowing, and not only is he all knowing, he is all powerful. Yes. So, whatever 
can do anyway. Yes. So what's my part? So why does God take that funny um, sort of, well, I can do it if I want to. Yeah. But he chooses for whatever reason, and you know, I have my opinion, but I would like your opinion about it, to say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to find someone who is willing enough to pray for it, and then I'm going to do it. And, 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 and the other scripture, I'm not as good as you in telling where it is, but it says, you know, that the Spirit of God was searching the earth just for one person. Yeah. You know, we have to hear stories about people who are woken up in the middle of the night and asked to pray for, or they see a vision of something happening somewhere in the world. Yeah. And the, the spirit asks them, you need to pray. And I, I often think, well, why is that? Why, why does this poor guy have to be woken up when God could do it anyway? Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to interfere with your authority. Yeah. And then he says, guys, but what you need to do, you need to ask me for this. Yeah. And this is where Jesus and the Spirit comes in because if you're open to my spirit, I tell you what I want to have done on the earth. Yes. And if you pray for it, it's going to happen. Yes. Right. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, but he has installed prayer for getting things done that he wants to do but can't do without our involvement. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by that because if that is true, then we bear an incredible, incredible responsibility of getting things done on earth. Yeah. You know, this, yes, and you could really go deep into the rabbit hole here because when, uh, when, God, when God created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden, he put them there to be co-rulers with him. There's, and, and you can get deep into this, but talking about the, the heavenly council and the earthly council, and how God put them in the Garden of Eden to, to rule over the earth. And they, they gave that up. You know, they ate from the, the, the tree they shouldn't have, etc. So at that point, it appears to me that God is working back towards getting His people back into the garden. And that's where we end up in the book of Revelation. Where, where does it all end up? You know, that we end up co-rulers with him in the new Jerusalem and the new heavens and in the new earth and God's intent all along was to have you and me to co-rule and to you know Paul said we're going to judge angels right what in the world does that mean but God is still trying is still working to get you and me very much uh, involved in the affairs of the of the earth and then at the end of time when everything is reset up from what I understand when there's the new heavens and the new earth and after the resurrection 
and death and Hades will be cast into the lake of fire and we will rule and reign with Jesus in the new Jerusalem forever. You know, we're back and then there's the tree of life again. So, Michael, of course, I don't understand it all, but all along God has been trying and is still continuing to try to get us. He wants us involved with him in what's going on on this earth. And we're, and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to spend eternity just floating around in a cloud in heaven. You know, there's this, there, there's this song in America, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. Well, the fact of the matter is, this earth will, the new heavens and the new earth will be my home. And we'll have responsibilities and we'll be co-ruling with Christ and how I, how I don't know all that. But God still wants us involved. And another interesting thing, Michael, you said, you know, if you, if you get woken up at night, we've all heard the stories. You, spirit wakes you up, tells you to pray for something. Well, what generally happens when you pray for him? You hear, the, you hear that God answered the prayer, right? Why? So, what's that? Because it's in his name. It's because as an ambassador, we've gone to the Father. And it's, it's absolutely mind-blowing that we have that kind of authority, that we have that kind of participation in the kingdom, that God allows, I mean, that, that Almighty God who holds this planets and everything else just in nothing, that we can come to Him, that Jesus will send us to Him, and He'll answer because He's our, he's our Father. Well, yes, sir. Ninety percent is what? Yeah, isn't that the truth? That's probably lowballing at ninety percent. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. And it may take us a while to find out what that is. And we, we may pray for days or weeks to figure out how to pray in Jesus' name. Absolutely. The whole pray without ceasing, you know, is, is yeah. It's a daily, it's a moment by moment, this whole thing. And, it's, it's a, and we'll get to this. It's the walking in the Spirit. And what does that mean? You know, Jesus talks in John chapter 4 about the woman at the well. And he says, uh, the Father, uh, that anyone who worships God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And then it says, the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. <laughs> I go, yo, I volunteer. You know, but then again, what does that mean? You know, yeah, yeah, well, and well, you know, life just drags us and beats us up. And but, but again, it's learning to walk in the spirit or as, as Stuart Sam and have been have preached this whole thing of abiding in Christ. That's a big thing at Eltham, abiding in Christ. What does that mean? 
when I learned that, I mean, that changes things. So in order to, to pray in Jesus' name, we have to abide in Christ. And I'm just going to go. I'm, I'm going to. Shall we just close right here? It's 10 o'clock. Why don't we do that? And then we can pick up and we can, we can pray because you've got some good stuff going here. But just to summarize, and, and there's no reason for me to say this, but my, my big thing here is this. I think it would be helpful if when we pray, we realize that Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, you're going to get it. So what, what does it do? So my encouragement is to just kind of drop the automatic in Jesus' name. Again, it's not like you're praying. It's not like we're uh, heretics or anything. If we, you know, Lord Jesus, thank you for this food. God bless the turkey or the lamb or whatever it is here in Jesus' name. Amen. It's okay. It's just like, what's the point? You know, that's just, that's just, there's a story about a, a woman, uh, a young girl who was watching her mom, her mother, get ready to put the ham in the oven. You know, the whole thing, cutting the end off the ham. You know that story? You know, why did you cut the hand off, the end of the ham off before you put it in the oven? Well, because mama did. Well, why did mama do it? Because grandmama did. So let's ask grandmama, why did you cut the end off the ham? Because it wouldn't fit in the oven. <laughs> because my oven was too small. And yet we're still cutting the end off the ham because... The <laughs> and it just so rethink there's a I taught this uh this series in our office and one of the guys in my office came up to me and he said Chip he said you have really messed up my family and I said why is that he said well I, I took your teaching home and let the family listen to it and I was praying over the meal and said Lord Jesus would you just bless our food in Jesus name and he said my youngest son said no dad I, you can't do that anymore <laughs> He said, I can't do what? You can't say that in Jesus' name. It's like, you know, the appendix thing. Just, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, Scott. Yes. You know, Scott, that, as a matter of fact, that, that, that's dead on. And what we're going to look at this afternoon is, okay, how do we, or one of the things we're going to look at is, okay, how do we know? Well, we know it from the Word of God, but then there's this thing called conversational prayer, is we listen to God. How much listening do we do when we pray? You know, is it, is it we read our laundry list, and Lord Jesus, we need this, and God, I pray for this, and God, and, you know, and, but how much listening have we done? And as you say, Scott, it's like, okay, God. Father, how do you want me to pray? For the next what? Yeah. You, you know what? There, there's a person that I've I prayed for for a long time. And... Uh, that, that she would be saved. And I would just say, Lord Jesus, would you save her? And, I, and, and honestly, I can't go to a particular scripture verse and find that it says, I mean, the Bible says it's God's will for all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But we know a lot of people die, and they, they're not saved. So I'm praying for this, this, this girl. And I'm, God, would you? And there came a day 
when the Lord told me, he said, you don't have to ask me anymore. I will save her. From now on, you just thank me. And it's like, okay, thank you. You know, and we know that we know that we know. So I don't, I don't pray anymore, Jesus, would you save her? I just say, thank you, Jesus. She's not saved yet, but, you know, I said, listening. Well, let, let me pray. Lord Jesus, again, teach us, God, how to pray. Lord, we don't want to just use empty words and babble like the heathen, but we want to pray with our brains and gear. We want to pray with our spirits. Lord, we want to pray effectively so that when we walk away, we know we've done We've done business with the Father, that we've, we've gone like David's men in David's name, that we come in your name. So continue to show us, Lord, so that we can be men that when we pray, even though someone may come and say, hey, would you pray in Jesus' name? Well, I, maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But teach us what that means to pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we'll pick up on this a little bit more this, uh, this evening, but Sam.